الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أخبركم بأفضل من درجة الصلاة والصيام والصدقة قالوا بلا يا رسول الله قال إصلاح ذات البين وفساد ذات البين الحالقة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The life in this world is a means of attaining the everlasting bounties of Akhirat. In order to get to that point, in order to achieve that, this life has to be led in a way that we earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. For that we have to fulfill whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded in terms of our day-to-day life, whether it is our ibadat, whether it is our mu'amalat, mu'asharat. Among the aspects of mu'asharat, meaning social life, living with one another, <coughs> the very important aspect which deen has emphasized very greatly is to maintain peace, maintain harmony. It is obvious that we don't live isolated, nobody lives and can live isolated. This is the nature of insan, the nature of this man, that he lives among people. They say no man is an island, can't live isolated, he can't live all by his own. Allah Ta'ala has created us such that we are interdependent. The children need the parents, the time comes when the parents need the children also. The husband needs the wife, the wife needs the husband. It might seem that perhaps we can do without each other, but the time comes when a person realizes he can't. Allah Ta'ala has created this dunya in that manner, that we have those needs. So we are created such and we live in such a manner that we are interdependent. We need each other's support, each other's uh, help in time. We need to live among people. We can't live isolated on an island somewhere. When people are going to be living together, whether it is under one roof, as one family, as an extended family, people living under or interacting together in one business, in one workplace. So they are going to be obviously different people with different temperaments, different likes and dislikes, different preferences, now having to live with one another, having to interact with one another. And then human beings are emotional beings. We have feelings, we have emotions. Somebody gets very sensitive at something, somebody is perhaps not so sensitive. All these various issues have to now be catered for. And in the midst of all this, this very important injunction of deen, of maintaining the harmony and peace. This is not a secondary thing, a by the way thing. No, this is a very, very essential thing. How essential it is, 
the last part of one hadith sharif where rasulullah mentions these words wa fasadu zatil bain al haliqa that when there is dispute there are dissensions dispute quarrels and disunity the end result of this nabi sallallahu says al haliqa this is actually al haliqa it shaves off shaves off what doesn't shave off anybody's hair Rather, it shaves off, Nabi Islam explains in another hadith, it shaves off the deen of a person. Because dissension, disputes, quarrels, arguments, fights, these start leading to numerous sins, major sins. Start leading to ghibat, to slander, to causing all kinds of other issues. And these become major sins, one sin leads to another sin. It shaves off a person's deen, meaning it destroys his deen. So this is the reason why so much of emphasis has been placed on maintaining this peace and harmony. Unfortunately, because of the lack of knowledge, ignorance, because of the lack of concern for upholding the principles of deen, lack of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala sometimes, this is regarded as either a very secondary issue or sometimes not given any consideration at all. What concern do we have if somebody, if there's a problem, if there's a dissension, it doesn't bother us. That's not the way that Deen has taught us. So in any case, to understand this in the light of the Quran and Sunnah, what is the importance of this? And then together with that, how to avoid or how to overcome these issues? Because when insan will be living with one another, there will be issues. This is clearly understood from various aspects that are mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah, that issues will happen. But how to handle these issues, how to manage them, and how to still steer things on the line that it should be on. That is the aspect to understand, and that is what requires a change of mindset, a change of how we look at things. So in the Quran Sharif, Allah Taala in Surah Al-Hujurat, Surah Hujurat is that Surah of the Quran Sharif, with this great detail about social life, how to live as social beings, how to live with one another, how to maintain this peace and harmony. So various aspects, various details have been mentioned. Various etiquettes of day-to-day life which will help to keep this love and muhabba have been detailed in the surah. And after all this discussion, Allah wa ta'ala then says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَى among the very essential things that will maintain this mahabbat, maintain this love, this unity, is this feeling of ukhuwa, of brotherhood. When this brotherhood is understood, realized and upheld, then that itself will go a very long way to upholding this peace. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا mu'minuna ikhwa." Every single person of the Ummah, all the believers are all one brotherhood. They are all one united body. They are one brotherhood. Allah Ta'ala then says, now issues will happen because people have different temperaments. Somebody has a bit of a short fuse. Somebody is more thinking, more understanding. And somebody is not so understanding. Somebody is very sensitive. It doesn't mean that the person who has a short fuse can use this as a justification that, well, I just have a short fuse, so you must just be ready for the explosion. 
No, it doesn't justify it. Allah forbid, if a person just thinks that that will how it will be, then we are putting ourselves at risk for the explosions of Akhirat, for the explosion in the Qabr, when we will be taken to task. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala says, the believers are one brotherhood. So, فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Issues might happen. So, reconcile between your brothers. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And see Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that Allah Ta'ala's rahmat may descend upon you. Now, the first thing mentioned in this ayat is this brotherhood. To what extent this brotherhood has been emphasized in so many ahadith, the, what is this brotherhood all about? This has been expounded, has been ex- explained in the ahadith. Just to take one, to, one hadith in particular, when Nabi Wasallam explaining what is the effect of this brotherhood, when there is this brotherhood, what will be the outcome? And in fact, how will this brotherhood remain? So it requires that people interact with one another in a specific way. So what is that way? In this particular hadith, Nabi Wasallam says, La tahasadu. Now these might sound like just isolated things or, or unrelated issues, but these are all the foundations of the problems. So this is what is being explained to us. Be wary of this and clear your system of it. This will foster that love. Number one, la tahasadu. Don't have jealousy for one another. Keep your heart clean. Wish well for the next person. If the person is going to harbor jealousy, then well-wishing is gone. Then he's wishing ill for the person. And a mu'min, mu'min always wishes well for, well for the next person. La tahasadu. Don't have jealousy for one another. Wala tanajashu. Don't incite against one another. Sometimes just to score points, I will incite somebody else against the next person. Or something or the other to try and create a problem for the next person. Wala tanajashu. Wala tabaghadu. Don't harbor enmity for one another. The cleanest thing that we should have is the heart. Unfortunately, all the focus is having everything else clean and indeed everything must be clean. Cleanliness is part of Iman. That the house must be clean, the car must be clean, the person's clothes must be clean. He will be very concerned even his shoes must be clean. And if he could help it, even the underside of the shoes will try and keep it clean all the time. But the thing we are least concerned about keeping clean is the heart. And that is what must take cleanest of everything. Cleanliness is part of Iman in everything. Even that shoes must stay clean. But cleaner than everything must be the heart. So Allah Ta'ala says, Wala tabaghadu. Don't harbor enmity for one another. Yes, insan is insan. Sometimes there are some issues, something happens, goes. Let it pass. Let that moment now, fine, settle it and let it happen. Let it pass. Wala tabaghadu. Wala tadabaru. Don't turn your back on one another. Now you don't want to see the person, you don't want to have anything to do with him. And sometimes spouses are now at loggerheads, not talking to one another for days on end. This is not the way that a mu'min's life goes. وَلَا تَدَابَرُوا وَكُونُوا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ إِخْوَانَا says, Be the servants of Allah Ta'ala as one brotherhood. As brothers should be living with one another. Be with the entire ummah as one brotherhood. وَكُونُوا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ إِخْوَانَا All are the servants of Allah Ta'ala. And all should be brothers. Then Nabi Islam further says, الْمُسْلِمُ أَخُوا Muslim. A Muslim... He is the brother of a fellow Muslim. Since he is the brother of a fellow Muslim, la yazlimuhu. He never oppresses him. Never oppresses him in any, any situation. Whether he is a total stranger to us, whether he is somebody close to us, 
whether it is somebody that is employed by us, or whether it is somebody who is our employer, whether it is our neighbor, whether it is somebody else in our community, whoever it might be, layazlimuhu. He doesn't oppress anybody. Layazlimuhu. Wala yakhduluhu. He doesn't forsake him. The person has some need, the person has a situation, somebody is sick. He does what he can in his capacity to try and help. He doesn't forsake him. It's not my problem. I got nothing to do with this. No, wherever he can, he will put himself forward to help the next person because it's one brotherhood. Wala yahqiruhu. And he doesn't look down upon the next person. Because that next person is his brother. He's a fellow Muslim. Doesn't look down upon anybody. He regards himself as the lowest of everyone. La yahqiruhu. Further in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, بِحَسْبٍ مِرِئِمْ مِنَ الشَّرْءِ أَنْ يَحْقِرَ أَخَاهُ الْمُسْلِمِ For a person to become an evil person, if there is nothing else in him, only this much is in him, that he looks down upon the next person, that is enough to declare him as an evil person. This is enough to make a person an evil person, that he looks down upon the next Muslim. بِحَسْبٍ مِنَ الشَّرْءِ أَنْ يَحْقِرَ أَخَاهُ الْمُسْلِمِ then further in one hadith, Nabi Islam says that man kana fi hajati akhi, kana Allahu fi hajati. This brotherhood. The person who is there to fulfill the need of his brother, Allah Ta'ala will fulfill his need. Man farraja an muslimin kurbatan, farraja Allahu kurbatan min kurabi yawmil qiyama, farraja Allahu anhu kurbatan min kurabi yawmil qiyama. The person who removes the difficulty from the fellow Muslims' life. Allah Ta'ala will remove his difficulty on the day of Qiyamah. Man satara musliman, satarahullahu yawmal Qiyamah. The person who covers the fault of a fellow Muslim. Allah Ta'ala will conceal his faults on the day of Qiyamah. On the day of Qiyamah when the whole mankind will be observing what went on. Person's parents, his wife, his children and the whole world will be watching. Everything will get exposed in front of everybody. But in dunya he covered the faults of his fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. Allah Ta'ala will cover his faults on the day of Qiyamah. Now this is the dictates of this ukhuwa, of this brotherhood. Now, if a person lives with this spirit, the spirit of ukhuwa, the spirit of brotherhood, lives with this spirit even in his own house, within the four walls of his own home, there will be peace. Because now he's all the time wanting to be good to the next person. Wanting to remove the difficulty of the next person. Wanting to support the next person, whether it's his own spouse, it is his children, his parents, others living in that home. So now when every person adopts this, who is going to have any complaint left? So this ukhuwa, this is the spirit of brotherhood. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ ikhwa. Then nevertheless, being insan, being emotional beings, having this kind of emotions that run through us, sometimes it's anger, sometimes it's something, sometimes something else. As a result, we falter sometimes, others falter as well. So Allah Ta'ala is saying that when sometimes something happens, as in Psalm, these things might happen, If something has happened, you reconcile between your brothers. Reconcile between them, bring peace. Do what you can to try and bring back that mahabba and unity. And how important this is, to understand it in the light of one hadith sharif, where Rasulullah sallallahu asked the Sahaba, should I tell you, Allah ukhbirukum, what is greater than all the nafil salah, the nafil fast, and all the sadaqah and charity a person can spend millions and billions, 
What is greater than that in rank? All these are tremendously great ibadat. Or what is greater than that? The Sahaba said, please tell us. Nabi Islam says, Islam Huzat in Bayin. That person who becomes a peacemaker. Many of us sometimes worry, it mustn't happen that my heart becomes so weak, I need a pacemaker. Allah Ta'ala says, Nabi Islam is saying, become a peacemaker, you won't need a pacemaker too. It's a different thing a person due to some physical needs it. Often the pacemaker comes because of the way we all the time in this kind of turmoil as a result of the issues around us. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Nabi Islam is saying, become a peacemaker. The person who becomes a peacemaker, he has a rank higher than that person who performs tahajjud the whole night. The person who fasts every day of the year. The person who spends millions, billions in charity. MashaAllah, all oh, these are tremendously great things. This peacemaker has a rank above all these people. Can we imagine ourselves doing these amal to that extent? We'll do something maybe, but we don't have the capacity to do so much. But yet we have this opportunity to become peacemakers. There's all the time something or the other. We have, unfortunately, instead of becoming peacemakers, many a times we become, we become peace breakers. We see some small thing happen, we start adding our true sense to it, which makes it a worse thing. Which escalates the problem. Which causes a bigger issue. So Nabi Islam is saying, become a peacemaker. And in order to become a peacemaker, to help the person to become a peacemaker, one very great right of deen and sharia has been relaxed for him. The demand of sharia is never ever speak a lie. The terrible sin. The angels flee away to the extent of one mile due to the stench that comes out of the person's mouth when he lies. But when it comes to peacemaking, Nabi Islam says, nas. The person who is trying to reconcile between people. And he says something which is not the reality. He is not regarded as a liar. For example, now he is trying to mediate between two parties. And now he went to the other party and said, You know what? I just came from there and he was only talking highly of you. He was praising you. Meanwhile, in reality, that person was swearing him. But this lie of saying he was praising you is better than the truth of saying he was swearing you. Now this person is actually saying something which is not the reality. Nabi Islam is saying he is not a liar, he is a peacemaker. He is getting rewarded for this inaccuracy. And if he related that truth, he will become a peace breaker. So this is how important this peacemaking is. Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran Sharif, that reconcile between your brother, between your people, between your family members, between people in the community, reconcile between them, do what you can. You can do something or the other, do what you can, within your capacity. And then the very, very important aspect is thereafter mentioned, وَاتَّقُوا Fear Allah تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى Adopt this taqwa. Taqwa is in every aspect of life. Here again we're talking about reconciling, we're talking about maintaining peace, about maintaining the harmony between people, between a family, between the household. Here again Allah Ta'ala highlights, وَاتَّقُوا Fear Allah Ta'ala. That is this taqwa, all parties have taqwa in them, it becomes a very very easy situation to, to resolve the issue. Issues will happen. Ya insan, we'll falter sometimes, somebody else will falter, issues will happen. But if there's taqwa, it will be the easiest of things to resolve the issue. If there's taqwa, the person will realize, one of the two parties will realize that I made a mistake here, my mistake it was. 
taqwa will then immediately drive the person towards apologizing. Taqwa will make it very easy for the person to say, my fault, I'm sorry. And if taqwa is missing, then pride will come in the way. And pride will prevent a person from accepting a glaring wrong. He's made a fault, he's made a mistake, he's done something wrong, it's as broad as daylight. But he'll try to find every kind of excuse to justify something that is totally unjustifiable. Pride will come in the way. He'll never be able to accept his fault. He'll never be able to apologize after having understood his fault as well. But taqullah, fear Allah ta'ala. If there is taqwa, unfortunately sometimes there's a problem. The problem is to a certain level. But now because of the lack of taqwa, so what happens? Ghibat starts. Now the ghibat is a major sin, backbiting. There's no taqwa, there'll be exaggerations. Now something, somebody said something, it will be related in a way where it is highly exaggerated. Now the next person that hears it, he hears the exaggerated version. Now when he hears the exaggerated version, version if he heard the accurate version, he might have just accepted it and maybe be calm about it. He heard the exaggerated version. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. How can this person speak to my daughter like that? How can this person speak to my son like this? Or whatever else. And now he goes in another tangent. Where it started off from? From this exaggeration. What is the reason for this? The lack of taqwa. If there is taqwa, both parties and all parties will be working towards a common goal. That yes, there is a problem. But the common goal will be, how can this problem be resolved in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased? All will be looking towards resolution. And not just for the sake of how I can grab the best. But how can Allah Ta'ala be pleased? We earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. If there's taqwa, the person will be concerned. Yes, there's a dispute. But I'll claim my right. Fine, I'll claim it in a dignified way. Because of taqwa, I'll claim it in a dignified way. But I'm very concerned that I mustn't take one cent more than that is due to me. I don't want to take one cent more. i rather let Albert go the other side. Rather err on the side of caution. But I don't want to cross the line at all. What will make him do that? Taqwa. Allah says, Fattakullah. Fear Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. This is what will bring the mercy of Allah ta'ala. Fattakullah la'allakum turhamun. So this is in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. The total prescription of peace is already there. But together with this in another ayah, just to finish off of this time is up already. Allah ta'ala says, وَأَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا That... Obey Allah wa ta'ala, obey His Rasul and don't cause disputes and arguments, don't get into quarrels and fights. Otherwise you'll become cowardly, your strength will be lost. What is the prescription to refrain from this? How are you going to stay safe from it? The added aspect in this ayat is mentioned, adopt sabr. Allah Ta'ala is with those who adopt sabr. If a person adopts sabr, to start off with, when something happens at that moment he keeps quiet, lets things cool down, then thinks about how is the best way to go forward to resolve this, already half the problem will be solved. But when a person doesn't have sabr, he wants to react instantly. And for that instant reaction, instant reaction is an angry reaction. Because he's already angered. In the anger he doesn't know what he's saying, he can't think straight. He blurts out things which he will regret later. But now he has sabr, that tolerance. 
He'll be able to think first, stop, be calm, wait for a time when everything is cool. Now deal with it in a rational manner. Deal with it in a, in a correct way. Deal with it in a way that resolves the issue, doesn't escalate it. But when this sabr is not there, this tolerance is not there, then he's always right. He can't ever tolerate any kind of disagreement. Imam Shafi, one faqih of the time, he says, I haven't seen a person more intelligent than Imam Shafi. He says, we once debated the issue, and sometimes in a debate, sometimes things get a little bit intense also perhaps. He says, we debated it for a while, and then we parted ways. The next day he came and he held my hand, and he said, Allah yastaqimu lana an nakuna ikhwanan, walaw lam nattafiq ala fi mas'alati. Can we not still be brothers, despite the fact that we don't agree on an issue? Says this is a, to agree to disagree. Obviously not we're crossing the lines of deen. But within day-to-day life, day-to-day things, I got a preference, you got a preference, we'll disagree on some things, to agree to disagree. Not that it must always be my way. It's either my way or the highway. Life doesn't carry on like that. Yes, within the parameters of Sharia, not crossing that bound. So when a person has this tolerance, has this sabr, and sabr, sabr can sometimes be a bitter pill to swallow. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, don't worry, swallow that bitter pill. Because the reward of that is, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ You will be blessed with divine assistance. Allah Ta'ala is with the patient. So this is a very, very important aspect of deen, highlighted and emphasized in the Qur'an Sharif, in the ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is within every person's capacity. Just to finish off on these few points, it is a dispute. How does a person conduct himself? What is he supposed to do? Number one, dua. Unfortunately, we don't ever make dua. Illa mashallah. Dua, dua from the depth of the heart. Dua in the moment that we are in that dispute. We can't raise our hands. Talk to Allah Ta'ala from the heart. Ya Allah, this is a problem. I'm facing the problem now. Ya Allah, enable me to say the right thing. Enable me to do the right thing. Save me from crossing the line of Sharia. Make dua. Ya Allah, help my brother to do the same. If the person starts making the dua already, it will make him conscious that I must do what pleases Allah Ta'ala. Take the time to make mashwara. Consult somebody. It's become a little bit of a more complicated thing. There's barakat in that mashwara. Allah Ta'ala puts barakat in that mashwara. A very complicated situation after mashwara becomes very easy to resolve. Mashwara. Give sadaqa. Sadaqa dispels calamities. This became a problem. Take the time off. Keep quiet. Let it calm down. Go outside and give some sadaqa. Ya Allah, this is the issue I'm facing. Ya Allah, with the barakat of this, accept this sadaqa. And make this a means of this issue getting resolved. Make istighfar. There's no time to get into the virtues of all istighfar. Istighfar removes calamities. Brings down the help of Allah Ta'ala. Very often it's our own sin. Our sin that has become the means of this problem. By sincere tawbah, istighfar, turning to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance, it will remove the cloud of that azab. That will remove the problem. Many a times there's a problem between spouses, others in the household. Many a times it's due to the sins of either party. It's probably the haram that the person is looking at that is creating the animosity between spouses. Make tawbah, make istighfar, come back to Allah wa ta'ala. And with all these things, the aspect, basic aspect is Allah wa rasulahu. What Allah Ta'ala mentioned right at the beginning, if we all obey Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa that alone will become the means of refraining from problems. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'awana anil hamd.